Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Get it. The Bird Show. Well, it's legal in their state, but should she ask her fu- her son for this illegal substance? That is the email. So, I don't know. Maybe if you're cruising around with kids in the car, you probably, I don't know if you, you want to be in on this or not. But there's your warning. Uh, Abby's got the email. I am a former child of the 60s and 70s and smoked pot regularly until I got married and had kids. If I lived in Colorado or a state that has legalized it, I would still smoke. I personally don't think it's any different than a glass of wine in the evenings. Until recently, if I wanted to, I had no idea where to get the stuff. My almost 21-year-old college son recently admitted that he smoked regularly and knows I used to. He gave me a joint last week and my husband and I shared it on a date night. My son has said if I ever want some, he's happy to get it for me. Am I an awful mom for considering letting my son be my dealer? Logistically, it makes sense. Morally, I'm having a really hard time dealing with it. My husband doesn't have an issue with it, but the idea of my son being my pot dealer seems so intrinsically wrong. Is there anybody else willing to admit that their adult kid gets them weed or does anybody know a guy we could use instead? (laughs) Kidding, but kind of not. All right, first of all, I think it would be an FCC violation. I think it would. For us to try to find a drug dealer for you outside of your, <laughs> outside of your family. Uh, or we can take caller number 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your guys' call. Um, I have been in this situation before. You? Oh, you have? Uh, I have. Um, so my mom also pretty um, pretty woodstocky, pretty mm-hmm. crunchy. And um, when... I must have been about 30 or so. She came over to my place and asked me if I had any of this. And I said, sure. And I thought, okay, mom wants in. Let's try this, right? Dumbest decision I ever made in my life. Getting higher with your parents is terrible. Okay. <laughs> if you hear, if you don't listen to anything I say, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you it again. Getting high with your parents is terrible. Okay, the difference here, though, she doesn't want to get high with her kid. She just wants her kid to be her supplier. Oh, I'm not done. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, mom's goes back up to New York City, and I get a call a couple of days later, and she's like, hey, you know what we did a couple of days ago? Shut up. Could you send me some of that in the mail? <laughs> <laughs> That's a federal crime. Yeah, mom. <laughs> and we both know I am too small to go to jail. Yeah. So she tried, but absolutely not. I, I, I would really have, I, this ain't cool. This would not be cool. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think I could. I'm actually putting myself in your shoes and picturing my son, Jimmy, as a 21-year-old and that, that's not going to happen. That is not what. <laughs> I'm just picturing Jimmy as a three-year-old <laughs> smoking with you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you're going to, you're just going to have to go without. Yeah. And, and I think find somebody else to fulfill those needs. Yeah, this is the beauty of living in America. You know how there's a drug dealer on every corner. <laughs> I mean, go find yourself one outside of your family mm-hmm. tree. <laughs> yeah, for me, there would be a line. I mean, I'm not judging. I get it. Um, I, I got plenty of friends who cross that line with their parents all the time, and they love it. They enjoy it, and I see nothing wrong with it. If that's what works for you, do you. But something about that whole supply mm-hmm. part and making that a consistent thing with your kid, I couldn't do it. Because you are in a state where it's not legal, and you're asking your child to engage in an illegal activity. Was it not legal or legal? In it's, their not. it's not legal. Yeah. Mm. It, it, Okay. She goes, the if, T says it's legal in their state, but could she ask her son for this illegal substance? No. No, she said, if I lived in Colorado or a state that has legalized it. Yeah, the T is wrong. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like if I lived in Colorado or a state that has legalized it, I would still smoke. Okay. But they don't live in a state where okay. it's legal. <laughs> if it was in a state where it's legal, she wouldn't she need her right. son to get it for her. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my stance on it. There, There's really no difference here. Like if you're going to light up with your kid and it's in a state where it's legal, and if they're 21 and you're going to share a beer with them, to me that's like the same thing. Mm. As a parent... If my kid got in legal trouble because they were dealing weed and I was one of their suppliers to me, I would 
or one of their clients, I would feel like I was enabling them in that behavior. And I'm telling you, if they went to jail or got in any kind of legal trouble, I could never live with myself. Yeah. So you got to ask yourself that question if you're cool with that. Super good thought. Don't use the real name. I don't know if that's her real name. Okay, let's call you Mary. Good morning, Mary. <laughs> you are on, on the Burt Show. Good morning. Hi. Um, so, yeah, so we um, we supply my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that or alcohol. So we chose to give him a better option. Okay, so he's an alcoholic, and yeah. you're like, okay, hey, let's at least hook you up with weed so you don't continue to drink. Right. He's a much better and happier person, so... It's a win-win for everybody. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. You know? Do okay. you? Oh, yeah, do you? <laughs> Hear me out. Substance abuse counseling. <laughs> huh. <laughs> if if they're are, willing to go. You are really, really, really wise. <laughs> Get it. The Bird Show. All right, so Mo, in your podcast, In the Moment, which is on the Pioneer Network, and legally I have to tell you guys that that's part of my network, uh, you did something really, really stupid. I, I had a bit of a brain fart, and it was one of those moments when I just had to sit in it. Like, you just do something so stupid, and there's nothing else you can do but sit there and own it. And that was the exact moment I found myself in. And I don't know, this has kind of been a pattern with me lately. I don't know if I'm the only person who experiences this, but... I just feel like maybe something is shifting in the world. I don't know if Gatorade is in Mercury. (laughs) (laughs) But my brain just doesn't work sometimes. Like, it just, it's just not there. Mm -hmm. Like, I try to, like, I find myself doing things, and I'm just like, that's not even you, man. Like, what are you going through? I think a little bit, welcome to working in morning radio for a long period of time, and just, like, exhaustion Mm -hmm. and sleep deprivation, and you start doing really stupid stuff. (laughs) I think that's what's happening to Mm -hmm. me. Might be a little bit of getting older, a little bit of stress, a little bit of tired, exhaustion. I mean, all of the things. And it wasn't anything, like, major that I did, but it was just so stupid. And I was embarrassed because I was with Katie when it happened. And so... Katie and I, it was, a, it was a Thursday where we record our podcast in the moment. And after the podcast, we were going somewhere to meet up with some friends and have some drinks. And right before we left, I was asked to leave my key in this particular place where my lady could fly in and allow herself to get in. So we have like a spot where she can get herself in if she needs to, if she gets there before I get back. I can ask a question. Sure. Why not give her a key? Or you don't have to leave it somewhere. Another break for another time. Yeah. (laughs) No, honestly, though, um, Mm -hmm. that did come up. It did? By whom? Oh, her. Okay. (laughs) 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 That did come up. It um, just seems that would be such an easier solution. And it's funny because when it came up in my mind, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Why not? I mean, she don't even live in the state. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's not as intrusive as it feels. Uh Uh-huh. But it still feels like a big deal. And I don't it is a big know, deal. Uh-huh. you know what I mean? So that's what I'm kind of, I'm at that place now because okay. of this incident that happened. Okay. Now, every other time I've, I've left the key, all good. She knows where to get it. We're straight. No problems. And this particular day, for whatever reason, um, I forget. And we're mm-hmm. on our way like, to meet <laughs> wherever we're going. And I'm like, Katie, I'm so sorry. <laughs> But we have to turn around. So she's like, why? What happened? I'm like, ah, I forgot with the key. They got to go get the key and do the door thing. She's like, all right, no problem. Don't worry about it. I have commitment issues. I haven't given her one. I, had to, I have to leave it under a rock next to this bush and a yellow flower so she can get it. Oh, you, you, you take the picture very beautifully. <laughs> you can find that key right next to my commitment issue. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the commitment issues box. And so we go back. And then we park on the first floor, and I go upstairs, and I open the door, and I go get the spare key that I don't even think she knows is a spare key at this point, right? (laughs) And I grab it, and then I come, and I I grab, I think I grabbed a bottle of water. I grabbed something that I needed that must have took my train of thought elsewhere. And then I come back down, and I get in the car. No, you did not. And Katie pulls off. And we almost get to the same spot we were the first no, time. No, <laughs> And I was sitting there having a moment like, am I going to admit this to Katie or am I just going to let her be locked out? Because I don't want to admit what just happened. So, like, as she's driving, I go, um, Katie? She's like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, um, 
I think I locked the door and we have to turn back around again. Damn. And she's like, no way. You've got, <laughs> you, got to be kidding me. I'm like, I don't know how I did that. And I made Katie turn around and literally take me back because somehow, some way, I managed to go all the way upstairs and completely forgot. And I locked the door again. <sighs> and I just was sitting there really feeling to myself, I, I don't know what I'm going through. My, my brain just feels really clogged in mm-hmm. recent times. And I find myself just doing a bunch of little things like that and just sitting in it. And I felt really bad that I made Katie waste her time like that <laughs> <laughs> and her gas. <laughs> and uh-huh. I just looked like a complete fool. But I don't know what's going on with Yeah, me. it's a bless your heart moment. It is. I mean, it just played out in front of you. Okay. Um, and we all have these. I got to give you guys this one. This just plays perfectly. Um, at some point, we're going to talk about more bless your heart moments this week. This one is going viral this morning because this kid had no idea that his mother's name was the same when he was younger as it is now. Okay, this is his bless your heart moment. What was my name when I was little? Heidi. What is my name now? I don't know, Mom. I don't know what your name is. So my name was what when I was little? Heidi. And what is my name now? Mom. <laughs> when you it? want my attention and I'm not paying attention to you. Mother. What do you? What else do you say? And I tell you that's not polite. Mother. And Heidi Bavin. What your name's Heidi right now? <laughs> what? What? I called you Heidi because that was your name when you were younger. I didn't know it was your name right now. <laughs> That's the reason I called you Heidi. Every time I say Heidi, you always look at me. Because it's my name. <laughs> oh. So he I, thought that her name changed when he was born. Oh, bless his heart. Bless his heart. I've got a quick one. So last week, Renee and I are meeting with a guy. We're looking at putting solar panels on our house. And he's looking into financing for us. And um, he's showing us the name of the finance company. And I go, oh, Google app. <laughs> and he goes, oh, you mean uh, Goodly? Oh. <laughs> oh, I mean, Google and apps are so in my brain, I guess. <laughs> Google, Google app. Google app. Google, Google app. Finance company. <laughs> Get it? The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Just a quick content warning. This conversation is going to involve domestic violence because the woman who accused Jonathan Majors of attacking her was arrested, but the DA won't prosecute her. So Grace Jabbery accused actor Jonathan Majors of assaulting her in a car in Manhattan back in March. Police say she was arrested last night on a counter complaint on charges of suspicion of misdemeanor assault and misdemeanor criminal mischief. However, she was released and the DA says they're not going to prosecute her on any charges related to the incident. Why? Well, court documents are saying that prosecutors are telling police that they're not prosecuting her because they're saying that Jonathan waited way too long to bring this up. But it's also a part of the routine process of evaluating cross complaints in domestic violence cases. Majors is still facing misdemeanor charges um, after being arrested back in March. So that case is still going on and she is free to go. Doesn't he have a new girlfriend? Yeah. Her new-ish yeah. girlfriend. Megan Good, mm-hmm. I believe. That's who he's dating now. Is that who he's dating? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did we have this conversation before? Just hypothetically, like, if you start dating somebody and this is on their recent record, would you continue to date them or just say, yeah, I'm going to check out on this one? I personally would have to check out. For Especially me, if it's actively ongoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, that would be enough to break off the relationship, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, what, but with you guys, if it was a woman and she was like being accused of domestic violence, would you, and you found that out when you like started dating, would you still pursue it or would you take a step back? Because women mm-hmm. are guilty of it as well. I probably would have to check out. Yeah. Hmm. How hot is she? <laughs> She's hot. Like hot, hot? Yeah, she- <laughs> Smoking. <laughs> Wait, like, wait, wait a second. Like, g- give me an hour. To, give me an hour to chew on that. Okay. Um, no, no, honestly, I wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. I'm backing out also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We're finally getting clarity on one of the biggest reality star breakups. So I'm talking about Carl and Lindsay from the Summer House franchise. So if you don't keep up with them, these are two stars that got engaged. They were supposed to get hitched this fall, but they ended up canceling the wedding. And at the point that they canceled it, none of their guests could get their deposits back for the hotel. So they all still had to pay for this vacation, even though the wedding still wasn't going on. So obviously it was big news because this big couple from this show broke up, but also like 
sucks to be the people who are going to this wedding. I think it was in Mexico. They, they're they losing all this money. So people are, are saying, you know, there's got to be a really good reason. Like if you were going to do this to everybody, there's got to be a good reason why you've decided to end this relationship. Well, one of their longtime friends and also one of their co-stars on the show, his name is Kyle Cook. He's sharing his perspective on the situation. He says, it's no secret they've been in constant couples therapy ever since they started dating. From my perspective, there were times where I was like, man, it's almost like the only time they could communicate on any given week was in therapy. The, they always had to have a third party. And Carl, who was the, the man in the relationship that ended up breaking things off, he was like, that is not how I want to spend the next 50 years of my life. So he split up the engagement, which makes a lot of sense. If your relationship starts with you having to do couples therapy, <laughs> isn't that your sign right there? You're probably not meant to be together. If it starts with that? It starts with, like they said, they've, so. their entire relationship has practically been in couples therapy. I love that. Actually, I love this concept. What? Very first date, go to couples counseling. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your trauma. Let's just get, let's get ahead. <laughs> Let's get ahead of it right now. Like, if we're having to do that out the gate, I don't think we're the right match. That's the problem. Y'all are probably not compatible. No. Mm. I actually just had this conversation with a friend who said that within the first year of dating her and her soon-to-be fiancé, um, started doing couples counseling, huh? but it was for different reasons. I think you have to ask, why are you in couples counseling? So for example, with this couple, it sounds like they were in couples counseling because they were just constantly having problems, which to be fair, then it's on him for proposing if you know you were having these problems from the beginning. But back to my friend, they started doing couples counseling because she had a ton of trauma from a past relationship that was abusive. And it was very, very helpful for them to be in an environment where they could lay out everything on the table. She could have a professional there to explain those feelings that she wouldn't have otherwise been able to communicate with him. So see, I feel that's different. Like if you get with somebody and they need, they have something that they need to work on independently that will make you stronger as a couple and you can be there to be supportive of that self-help for them. I feel like that's like a different mm -hmm. bag. But if it, it is literally therapy for the two of you because you can't get along or something like, I mean, if, if you're doing that within the first six months of dating, <laughs> I, you just might as well go ahead. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are so many people out there that you can choose from. If you are sitting in front of somebody that from the get go, you need a therapist to, in, yeah. to intermediate, yeah. like cut your losses, man. And dude, I'm team therapy. Like I'm all about getting you some therapy. Just not first date? No. Just not first date. <laughs> Maybe second date. Waffle House, yes. Therapist to office, no. <laughs> she says it's her life's biggest regret, but doesn't know why she did it. I'll tell you about this Kardashian's confession on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show. Here's a fun fact I learned yesterday. Baking powder and baking soda are two different things. Yes, they are. Who knew? Plenty of people. <laughs> <laughs> so this baking challenge that Kristen has us doing. The Great Burt Show Bake Off. We need to have the Great Burt Show Bake Off in studio. Makes but, for really great radio. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, baking. Baking. <laughs> <laughs> you are ready to take the keys to the kingdom, aren't you? Yeah, I really am. Uh, <laughs> I just needed something sweet. I was on my period. Okay, so <laughs> um, they have three challenges on each episode. You have the signature challenge. You have the tech technical challenge and then you have the showstopper challenge and we're going to do the technical challenge okay and that's where everybody has to make the exact same thing and then it's blind taste tested by the two judges Paul and Prue and then they rank them from worst to best so all of us on the show have to make quick and easy banana muffins mm. instead of the Dolph noodle uh -huh. that Mo and Rebecca came up with still I'm gonna miss the Dolph noodle Fine, <laughs> all of us well, I mean, whoever wants to participate, it's definitely going to be Bert, myself, and Abby. Yeah, but if Mo Cassie would like to participate, if Tommy, if you would like to participate, mm -hmm. Kaylee, Katie, Jackson, like whomever wants to participate can participate. Mo got out of it because he cheats. So we let him out of baking because he's being rewarded for cheating. Because, you know, America. <laughs> you got to let that hate go. <laughs> you got to let, let it go. So this is going down tomorrow, right? It is going down tomorrow. And so we're all going to bring in our quick and easy banana muffins. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create a gingham altar. And we're going to put all of our muffins in a row. And then um, Mo, who is our Paul Hollywood, Rebecca, who's our Prue, will taste test each one and rank them from best to worst. All right. So to get or all worst of, to best. So to get all of our muffins in a row yesterday, uh, keep in mind, if you weren't listening yesterday, 
Yesterday, I learned the difference between baking and cooking, and we have a baking competition today. So I went to Kroger yesterday. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. But you got to make it today. Yes. Um, so I went to Kroger yesterday to pick up all of these items. It took me an hour to find everything. <laughs> an hour? An hour. For one recipe? Yeah. I don't sh- shop for spices and stuff. And it's I- all in the same it's aisle. The same aisle. It's literally but like it's- flour, sugar, the baking soda, baking powder, all that should be in the same aisle. Bruh, you need to learn about Instacart. Have someone else do it for you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Light bulb. Ding, 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 ding. Why didn't I even they think of that? They just deliver it to your house. Do it every time. Why didn't I mean, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to the grocery store, but... <laughs> I ain't been in a grocery store in three years. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. I Instacart every time. I, I Instacart every time, too. I usually do pick up, though. Is that not expensive? Well, if you do delivery, it is. But if you get the $100 annual membership and then you can just do pick up, it saves you hours on grocery That would have been the smartest thing to do because... I had to buy these items thinking that this is going to be this is going to be the only time I bake slash cook or whatever. Yes. But I found myself buying a half pound of sugar yesterday. Oh, I know. Apparently, I bought some uh, cinnamon that's going to last me for the next ten years because <laughs> of the cart because the thing was so big. I have no idea, uh-huh. no idea. Um, and it's not all in the same place. I assure you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a majority of it is though. It should be. So I don't know how long this thing is going to take to make today, but I've already put my time I'm in on this bit. Well, you should. <laughs> Do you know where your oven is located? I know where a oven is. Do you yes. know it's different from a microwave oven? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, so you're so what you're saying is your muffins are gonna rock. I think they may. You don't know. I'm the underdog here, but mm-hmm. rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow's going down at around this time, or when are we doing this tomorrow? Yeah, it's gonna go down around nine o'clock. Okay. All right, Abby. So the fiance breaks it off. Could have broke off the engagement. Could have broke bro- broken it off at any time, but. This one right after the bachelorette party. Oh, yeah. This girl hit rock bottom when her fiance dumped her the day she came home from her bachelorette party. So this was a story that I shared this week on my podcast, The Breakup Breakdown on the Pioneer Network, which Bert owns. We have to say that legally. Hi. Hi. Um, and I got, I get, <laughs> I get tagged in TikTok videos sometimes where people want more details on breakup stories where maybe they give a couple of details on social media, but people are nosy and naturally they want more details. So I got tagged in this video where this girl talked about her situation, but she kind of just glazed over it. She sort of, people were like, don't bury the lead. So for context on this TikTok, she responded to somebody else's video. You can do that where you stitch it. So like the first couple of seconds are somebody else's video and the rest of it are her going on this rant. So the first part of the video is this trend that's really taken off on TikTok from a creator whose name is Susie. She, I guess, makes cooking videos because in this one she was making pesto and she goes that's cooking not baking that's cooking yes (laughs) she goes call me crazy if you want but I've never liked store-bought pesto and then people have proceeded to stitch her video Mm. and then share the most groundbreaking crazy story you've ever heard basically being like yeah Susie you're so crazy for not liking store-bought pesto but also like here's my crazy life so that's what happened in this video where she responded to Susie's video and she decided to tell the tale of what happened when her fiance broke off their engagement when she came home from the bachelorette party. Call me crazy if you want, but I've never liked store-bought pesto. Oh my God, girl, that is so crazy. So this one time I walked in for my bachelorette party and my boyfriend decided to tell me that instead of getting married in three weeks, um, he thought it would be best if we just never saw or spoke to each other ever again. So I was so upset about getting broken up with three weeks before my wedding, I cried my eyes out. Well, I wake up in the morning and I can't open my eye. It hurts 20 out of 10. So I drive myself to the optometrist. I'm one eyeballing at the whole way there because I refused to let him take me because I was still mad. And when I get there, they tell me I had a scratched cornea, like probably from my long nail scratching in my sleep. So they put an eye patch on my eye. So I'm driving home, just broken up with, with an eye patch. And I'm like, you know what? F*** it. I've been dieting to fit into this dress. I'm going to eat whatever I want. So I go through the drive-thru and I get my favorite crunchy onion rings. Well, they're so crunchy, the first bite I take chips my front tooth very noticeably. So I had a chipped front tooth and an eye patch and I just got broken up with three weeks before my wedding and I'm pretty sure that was the beginning of my villain era, if you know what I'm saying. But your thing's crazy too. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Very so, good. Yeah. So, of course, like the actual s- story is crazy. Um, but- I'm sorry. I asked him to hit the bed because I thought it was done. You can bring it down. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to tell you what yeah. happened. But, but we can we can go to break. No, keep going. Um, so, basically, people were wondering what had happened in the story. And we're like, can you please get more details? So, I reached out to her. Her name is Megan. And I was like, what happened that made your fiance break up with you after you came home from the bachelorette party? So, she said that she basically ignored her gut feeling for for years. She was with this guy for four years and she always had this nagging thought in the back of her head that she wasn't the one for him. Not that they weren't a great couple, not that they didn't like each other. She told me they had a really great relationship, but she always felt like he felt like she was not the one for him. Mm -hmm. And so she ignores that feeling. They end up getting engaged and end up planning a wedding for six months after the proposal. So three weeks before the wedding, she goes on her bachelorette trip and she comes home. And that's when he says, yeah, you know that gut feeling that you've always had that you're not the one for me? Um, I think that's right. I just think that there is somebody out there better for me. And naturally, she's incredibly heartbroken. And they're living together so they can't ignore each other. Mm. But yes, if you want to hear the rest of the story, it's on my podcast, The Breakup Breakdown, wherever you get your favorite podcast. That was dramatic, man. Dramatic. Super dramatic. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. Get it? The Bird Show. Oh, anybody that's gone to therapy knows the dance. It can be very, very difficult to try to find a therapist that is right for you, you know? Uh, I went on a stretch there where, and you just kind of know. It's sort of hard to explain like when you know it's right and when the respect is there and they get you, but you also know almost, it's almost like dating. You almost like Mm -hmm. know immediately (laughs) that this is not going to work out, right? So we do free therapy Thursday and Burst Show listeners will submit emails because while we are all big advocates of therapy, we know therapy isn't accessible to everybody. So we want to help out where we can. So we have our Burst Show therapist, Miranda Campbell from Port Counseling Group here and wanted to do something a little different this time. So we don't have like a listener email. Instead, we want to provide tips and tricks on finding the right therapist for you. Because what I realized on this show, there's several people who have had a difficult time finding a good therapist that they gel with and also Ones that don't ghost them. No, it'd be nice mm. if my therapist responded to me. Oh, <laughs> honey. I know. You want to use this time with uh, Miranda here for her to get over that little yeah. anxiety you got going on? Let's talk about it, Miranda. <laughs> yeah, let me represent all therapists. <laughs> <laughs> it is difficult, man. I had a therapist uh, in D.C., I think I told you guys about this, that his process while he was listening was to lean back in his chair with his eyes closed. And I was never quite sure if dude was sleeping or not. I swear to you. And it just rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, my goodness. Did you say anything? Yeah. Good. Uh, And then he told me that it was his process. And I'm like, okay, well, your process doesn't really work for me. And I don't think everyone went back. Right. (laughs) And it's overwhelming, too. Like, I'm currently searching for a therapist who won't ghost me or cry on our calls, which, you know, that's always fun. And um, (laughs) when you turn into their therapist, that's a neat time. I thought that was a badge of honor. If I could get my therapist to, like, tear up over my story, it validated how much pain I was in. It wasn't over my story. It was over something traumatic in her past that kind of related to my story, which I understand. She was a wonderful woman, but it wasn't for us. (laughs) And I 
I'm, I'm looking through all the options and I'm so overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't even know what I need. I'm like, you can do it. You can do it. But you have something. And I'm like, can I just find someone who's like, hey, are you universally effed up? I can help you. And that's what I need. Maybe this yeah. could be fun while we're talking to Miranda here. I mean, <clears throat> technically, there has to be the worst therapist out there. I would like to hear from Miranda you guys. Miranda did not, like, she did not sign up for what you're about bash. to do. No, I no, mean, no. I think it'll be fun off the mic. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make you look, I'm going to make you look great. one 855 if you had a therapist that ghosted you or fell asleep on you, but there was something that made them, like, yeah. immediately go, like, that's it. No, you're the worst. I'm going to move on. Yeah. Uh, we don't have one of those in studio right now. You don't. But I, I get it. I get the struggle. It is very much like dating. It's exactly like dating. But I, I do think that it could be the same way in a good way. You are allowed to have boundaries just like in therapy. Like, sorry. In therapy, you can have boundaries just like in dating. You don't have to bear it all uh, right away. Mm-hmm. You can establish um, a layer of trust because you have every right for self-preservation and not to re-traumatize yourself, especially if you're going to therapy for trauma. Mm-hmm. Build the trust first before you dive all the way in. And that's perfectly fine. You can even tell them, I don't feel comfortable talking to you about mm-hmm. that right now. Um, but maybe we can circle back later. And, it, and a good the- therapist will respect that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's sort of implied, though. I've always felt like that, I think, pressured. And now that you mention it, is like you go in there and you tell them everything right off the bat. And maybe it was because I just wanted to be over quickly. Yeah. That I just want to give you everything right now. And there was just that. So take it and now solve me today so I don't have to be here again. For me, it's like I'm paying for it, so I want to get my money's worth. (laughs) No, but that makes sense. But you actually are connected to a therapist you jive with. And so, but if you are on the fence, if you're that listener who's like, I guess they're good. I don't know what I'm looking for. Like, then take your time. But if they have made you feel good and like, okay, I think they get it and I can do this, then by all means. And I think that's the same with dating. There's some people that could. Yeah. Say it. (laughs) There's some people that could get it the first night. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're here. That's why you're here. So, like, for Abby and Cassie, who haven't found the one yet, what tips do you have for them in their therapist search to to find that one? Well, just recognize that all therapists, like, in in general, like, most people are going to therapy for some type of anxiety or depression. Mm -hmm. So, like... Everybody treats that or everybody can. But can they treat people who have those experiences that are like you? So, you know, like, for instance, like I work with people who are working on their relationships. And I really think that that starts with them, that foundation and like helping them resolve things um, stemming from their family of origin and attachment issues. And so if that's your zhuzh, then I'm your girl. But if it's not, if you don't really want that, then that's perfectly fine. I think that, you know, when you go, I think, first of all, look at their picture. I know it's kind of superficial, Mm -hmm. but if you can't picture yourself talking to them or opening up, then swipe left like or right or wherever swipe right yeah we were joking about this yeah we we you were in studio cassie but we were joking about a tender for therapists oh my god mm-hmm. i would be i Gold would mine. pay for the premium honestly <laughs> like get, uh, take my money let's let's yeah. build it so you would judge a therapist just based on their looks no i mean i would need like a description as well like oh, okay. hey treats these d- these disorders but there are when i'm looking at therapists i will be honest i don't pick male therapists mm-hmm. because not because i don't think they're qualified and i'll talk to a male psychiatrist all day, every day. But for the therapy and the in-depth complex stuff, I think sometimes if you haven't been in my shoes, then you may not understand, even if you have a world of knowledge. And I may be wrong on that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't want anyone to take that as, you know, Bible or anything. But for me, if I'm going to talk about issues as a woman or postpartum depression, I want to talk to a woman who's going to understand where I'm coming from. And someone that looks relatable that you could actually relate to. Mm -hmm. Like, you want to eliminate the barrier or anything in the back of your mind that's going to distract you from getting the gyms that you are paying to get so all right in between the important stuff let's be superficial alexandra what was your therapist (laughs) deal breaker hey so i'm actually a therapist too and this was the main reason why i entered into this career because when i was younger i went to a therapist and the entire room was filled with clowns (gasps) there was clowns everywhere (laughs) on the shelves there was pictures and he only talked about himself the entire time, too. And I was like, this is a horrible experience. I never want anyone to ever feel 
um, that isolated ever again and felt like, okay, I'm supposed to be going for help, but nothing's helping. So I entered into the career myself and now I'm a therapist. Good for you. Yeah, you found a calling because of the clown therapist. How about that? (laughs) Wait, Abby and I would like to know if you're accepting new patients. (laughs) Caitlin, what was your therapy deal breaker? Mine was when um, I went to the special therapy that I had to pay extra for called DPT therapy. And um, basically when I got there, my whole hour and a half session was us Googling my symptoms and what to do about it. Oh, oh no. Yeah. yeah run and demand a refund immediately. Right. Uh, and one last one and then we'll get to the important stuff again. Hey, Caroline, your therapist deal breaker. Hey, guys. Good morning. Morning. So, yeah, my very first time going into therapy, um, I was with both of my parents, and the therapist asked each of us in the room to pick an animal that described each of us. So I naturally picked a giraffe for my mom because she saw everything and, like, a panda bear for my dad because he was, like, nice and stuff. But my mom picked a snake and told the therapist that I was, like, the most evil, like, daughter on this planet and all this stuff, and I have not walked back into a therapy room until this year. Damn. Okay, so that wasn't really on the therapist. You, you need a new mom. <laughs> well, I'm, that's hard. I mean, I would hope that, like, a therapist could kind of repair that on the spot. I mean, mm. we can't predict everything, but there's ways that we can mitigate things like that. But, you know, to the important stuff, I know sometimes cost is obviously a factor. I will put out an unpopular belief or like maybe a belief that will bring some anxiety for some, you know, therapy. Yes, it it can be seen as expensive, but like if you're going to spend money, like it's on you for one Mm -hmm. and two, you trying to save a dollar by getting like primarily focusing on people who are low cost or in network may lead you to spend more money in the long term if Mm -hmm. you're going to take forever to get results or or you go a few sessions and then they go you know like go like I would first look for who best fits and then figure out how to pay you negotiate ask if they have a sliding scale there's a therapy fund called um, from the Loveland Foundation that gives therapy vouchers for people um, BIPOC women for instance um, there's just lots of, or they could offer a super bill, like if, if you have out of network benefits. So like there's ways to pay for it. Don't always like prioritize the finances. Like think of that, that should be considered, but not like the utmost, like look for goodness of fit. Miranda, when you said, um, find a therapist that fits before you go, the only way I've ever found therapists was word of mouth from friends mm-hmm. that are like, oh my, this mm-hmm. therapist kicked ass for me. Yeah. So if I don't have a friend that I know went to therapy, what are those things that I'm looking for for that fit before I even go into the office? Well, for one, you can find different like directory listings. There's one called Mental Health Match that actually does have some type of like algorithm thing that matches you with some with someone that fits what you're sharing about. And so that can kind of eliminate um, if, especially if you're not savvy, like reading the profiles, that could be daunting and overwhelming. Who has time for that? Um, you could also just maybe find different niche groups on like Facebook and ask around or the mom groups on Facebook. Like who have you mm-hmm. all seen? Like maybe they're not like your close immediate friend, but like they're, you you know, from at least a trusted source. And you can post anonymously to those groups if you don't want everyone knowing. Yeah, And I think it's really important to, and as a guy that's gone to a lot of therapy is that when you get a recommendation for somebody, also remember everybody is so different. So I might like a therapist that's like really straightforward and kind of aggressive in their advice. And I, because I had such a great experience, I might pass that person on to Abby who doesn't even know that's not a good fit for her until she's in there. Exactly. So it's really, really difficult to find that match. And it's okay to get it wrong. You don't marry the first frog you kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, just because you went to that person and you divulged some stuff the first time, don't feel like you're obligated to have to go back. Absolutely not. Yeah. That is uh, Miranda Campbell. She is a licensed therapist at Port Counseling Group, and you can find her and them at portcg.com. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. 
The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's The Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Kris Jenner is opening up on cheating on her ex-husband, Robert Kardashian. So this all went down in the latest episode of The Kardashians, where Kris and her daughter, Chloe were having a conversation about infidelity. And it was revealed that Kris Jenner cheated on Robert Kardashian. And they talked about why and some of the reasons, you know, they were speculating and, and how that made her feel and if she regrets it. Of course she regrets it. But in terms of the why, it's a little bit more murky. So the conversation went like this. Chris said, I think being really young and dumb is something that plays into it because you don't really understand the consequences of your actions. And as for the exact reasons, it's a little bit more like she doesn't really know why she cheated. She says, I don't know, because he was such a great husband and such a great dad. And I think I fell into a situation where I thought that the grass was greener and somewhere and it would be greener somewhere else. I made a huge mistake. That's my life's biggest regret. Hmm. So I'm sure you're wondering, like, why are they having this conversation? Like Robert has since passed and it's been decades. Well, she was having the conversation with her daughter, Chloe, who was in a relationship with Tristan Thompson, who cheated on her multiple times while she was pregnant, but they shared two children together. And so really this conversation came about because Chris wants Chloe to really think twice before she moves on from Tristan. Seriously? Yes, because Chris was in that position where she she was the one that cheated. And, you know, her and her ex-husband did end up breaking up, but I think she's really trying to give Tristan the benefit of the doubt because she was the one that cheated so she could empathize with him. So she just said, I just want Chloe to be really careful when she makes these decisions and, you know, when she's deciding if she wants to leave, let somebody go. Um, she doesn't want her to make a big mistake that she might regret with the father of her kids. Yeah, as a mom, I'm just... I, I couldn't see myself encouraging my daughter to go back to a man that has continually disrespected her time and time again, and not just privately, but publicly with who he has cheated on her with. Like, I understand people like... I, I used to think like once a cheater, always a cheater. And then if you cheat, it's over. And I have since changed my views on that. I don't think that's the case. And I do think relationships can repair themselves from infidelity. I do think it's possible. I've witnessed it in, with, in my friend group, right? And so I have since changed my mindset on that. When it comes to this couple though, and how many times he has done it and the way he has done it, I would... I could not push my daughter to stay with a man like that. No, so let's say she takes her advice, right? Because this is mom. Moms are making sense. And she ends up sticking around. And dude continues to cheat over and over and over again. As the parent that gave that advice, I'd feel horrible about that. I always feel like when she speaks, it comes from more of a managerial place than a mom place. That's kind of what I get from her. That's why this take doesn't shock me, but it's hard for me to believe that any parent that genuinely loves their child would condone what she has gone through. And I know she loves her grandkids, and I'm sure she wants her grandkids to have both parents, like, you know, under the same roof. I, I get that, but at the end of the day, you got to do what's best by your daughter, and I don't think that's staying with Tristan. Mm -mm. Exactly. And I think also Chris is maybe coming from the place of seeing the position that um, Tristan is in right now. So he's currently taking care of his mm -hmm. brother um, who's unable to care for himself at this moment. And so I think she can also see uh, Chloe as someone who could be a support system for Tristan and maybe him having to step up and be responsible for him is going to get him like set up and straight in line. But I'm kind of with you. Like you got to look at people's patterns and Tristan's pattern is the fact that he has cheated on her, her consistently. Yeah. And I'm sure Tristan is seeing the world differently now since his mom has passed away and he's taken on custodial rights of his um, brother who has disabilities. Um, because, you know, when you have a parent pass away, you, you see the world in a completely different light, especially if, you know, depending on the relationship that you had with said parent. So I'm sure he's a changed man, but I don't know if you changed that much. <laughs> I don't know if it's that much change in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and I've said this before also, like at some point or another, if there's a dude or a woman that's cheating on you and you keep going back and they continue to cheat, at some point it's on you. Oh, yeah. You know? The yeah. second time for me. Yeah. Yeah, got to learn your lesson the first time, I guess. Yeah, but do. we'll see how it plays out. I'm sure they'll show all on the Kardashians, which is on Hulu. Okay, Britney Spears is coming out with a line of merch with some of her most iconic quotes. It's her legendary quote collection. And some of the t-shirts will have some of her most liberating lines like, 
I don't need permission. And you better work. Beep. And um, some of her other lines from uh, different songs. And I think this is a really great way to um, capitalize off of her moment right now. But I also think Britney fans are going to be very excited to get some of this merch. They are, though. I do love the I don't need permission is a Bobby Brown song. Right. Uh, Yep, exactly. (laughs) So that's not exactly her, but I, I would be stoked to get some of it. I just hope artist merch, unless it's Taylor, always sucks. It always looks like someone put it together yeah. in Microsoft Paint. So I'm just hoping <laughs> that they do it correctly so it's cute to wear. So Cassie, I know you're a huge Britney stan. You're reading the Britney biography right now. Who's not? What woman in this country is not, it feels well, like? I'm currently not, but I had a text exchange with one of my friends. And she's like, have you read the Britney book? I said, no, contemplating it. And she goes, girl. <laughs> and I said, I know, I know. She goes, the rage I feel on her behalf is indescribable. I go, you've piqued my interest. She goes, everyone in her life did her so dirty. And I go, she was their cash cow. And she goes, it's actually so much worse than that. She was labor trafficked, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, reading that book is, whether or not you like Britney Spears, it is a fascinating insight into the music in- industry. And it, I think it's worth a, a read. And I said, okay, okay, I'll read it. <laughs> Did I read she's making 25%, only making 25%? And I don't know in the literary world if that is a lot or a little, but 25%? I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't even know what the, the if yeah. that's a lot. Well, didn't she get 15 million off the, like she got a $15 million book deal. Uh, so it might be 15 mm. mil plus the 25%, gotcha. which makes sense. For more stories, head to thebirtshow.com. Click eBuzz. The Burt Show. Today is Thursday. We call it Follow-Up Thursday on The Burt Show. And we got some Burt Show storylines that aren't tied up in a nice little bow for you guys. And you will not be ignored. (laughs) Uh, So we do that on Thursdays. This one comes from Heather Wilson. And she says, Burt Show! About three weeks ago, you guys had a story about a woman and her ex sharing custody of their dog. She wanted full custody, but she was hesitant as a dog lover. I've got to know what happened. I love the impatience of these requests now. Yeah. It's not like the ones from years ago. It's like, okay, three weeks ago, right. but I need answers. Right. <laughs> I know this happened yesterday morning, but I need answers. <laughs> All right, so if you don't recall, a couple weeks ago, we had a birth show listener on who was um, explaining she and her ex had shared custody of their dog. But her ex lived in an apartment, and she recently moved into a house with a bigger yard for the dog. She knew that the dog would be happier with her having primary custody. So we helped her ask her ex for the dog, but he wasn't willing to negotiate being via text. This was a texting tutor that we were doing. Uh, So we thought the conversation would be better in person. Last we heard, she was waiting to pick up Milo over the weekend, but she was having a hard time getting in touch with her ex. Because essentially what we told her to do was dog napping. She looked at, she went back to the um, the paperwork where they had adopted the dog. Both their names were on there. So nobody has like the legal right mm-hmm. to the dog. And we were like, okay, we'll just, you know, sit tight. And when it's, you know, you do get visitation with a dog. When you get the dog, just don't take them back. Mm-hmm. At least that's what we suggested. But she jumped the gun and she was like, wanted to get the dog and then he wouldn't let her have it and then he was being sketch about her getting the dog for her visitation so we don't even know if she was able to get him or not well we're gonna find everything out right now chris and most got the email update i was able to pick milo up for our regular visit seeing how much milo loved the yard and me i know that i had to convince my ex to let me keep him when it came time for me to return milo i just didn't i was expecting him to text me and ask where milo was I heard nothing from my ex. You're very dramatic this morning, Mo. I can really feel this. I'm feeling this update. Yeah, I always say that. I am reading this email the same way I read every email. I feel like you're you're into it. (laughs) This is it. No, Milo means something to me. (laughs) (laughs) Something all of us. Milo opened Milo. me up, man. (laughs) I was expecting him to text me and ask where Milo was. I heard nothing from my ex. After a few days... I still hadn't received any communication from him. I was so confused. After about five days of silence, my ex texted me with, so I guess you are keeping Milo? I responded and just said, yes. His response was simply, fine. Honestly, I don't think my ex really cared about Milo at all. I don't think it was about the dog for him. I think it was about winning and keeping something I wanted. Mm -hmm. But I really don't care. I'm just glad that I have Milo with me now. I think it's the best situation for everyone. It's no shocker, but my ex hasn't bothered to call or text at all since. He obviously doesn't care to have any updates about Milo. So, hopefully, 
There is no more need to have any communication with him moving forward. Thanks for your help and checking in on me and Milo. We are both doing great. Yay! Yay. Do you you feel settled now? I do, man. I feel like I can finally move on with my life. Milo's in good hands. We're all going to be okay. In a loving home with a big backyard, just doing Milo things. That's what he always deserved. Getting his Milo on. All right, so let me ask you guys a quick question, and this legitimately is for a friend, right? So I've got a dude that's been dating a woman. I guess she'd been about five or six weeks now, right? And he's really like into her. Super, super excited about her. And in this sixth week, she decided to hit him up with the whole, hey, there's something about me you need to know. And he's like, oh, God. Here and she go. texts him this, right? There's something you need to know. Can I tell you tonight? So he's thinking, jeez, she's going to show up and have a part that he wasn't expecting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they end up going out, and she's like, um, I need to let you know right now that I'm a virgin, and I plan on staying that way until I get married. Hmm. Okay. It's very admirable. That's what she wants to do with her life, and Mm -hmm. who cares what the reasons are, right? She's choosing Jesus. I understand that. So my question was, is like, if you're going out with somebody, at what point do you disclose that? Do you disclose that in the beginning of the date? If that is a kneel, if that is a deal breaker, going to be a deal breaker, now you got six weeks in, right, Mm -hmm. before he knows that? That he could have been dating somebody else? Or is it none of his business for six weeks until it gets a little bit more serious? I I don't think it's something... We've actually discussed this before. I don't think it's something you discuss on the first date. I think it's something you discuss before you're expected to be intimate. And that you kind of you kind of know it, what the expectations are, and if you're 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 supposed to you know, and before the happens, you have to let them know that you're not into the. Yeah, I feel like that's about how I think it's going to sound if she's staying a virgin that long. I feel like the first time we discussed this, I remember it being difficult for me to put it on like a date, like if it should be first date, second date, because I do get, I guess somebody may want to know sooner than later if, like you said, they could have been dating someone else the entire time. But I also really don't think it's such a big deal that you have to bring it up immediately. I kind of think it's a feel thing. Like you, whenever the marriage comes up or intimacy comes up. Mm You just put it out there that that's what it is and go from there. Yeah, the conversation lends itself to mm. bringing it up and then do it. Right. Well, how did your friend feel at the six-week mark? Did he feel like it was too late or too early? I mean, he was ready to do it three weeks ago. <laughs> um, so I think he's like, I would have rather known earlier. Mm. I think with this, it's kind of like anything that could be a potential deal breaker. Like if you have kids, I think earlier is best, but I think the first date is too much because I think you got to give people the opportunity to get to know you and understand like, oh, I'm doing this for this reason, or I have a, I have a kid from this relationship. I don't think any major deal breaker should be brought up on the first date just because it's kind of a disservice to you Mm. that somebody's going to judge you off of um, a decision that you're making or something or a child that you have um, before they even get to have an opportunity to decide if they're willing to to even bend something that they that they that might have been a deal breaker before. I'm just going to be a hundred with you guys. I would like to know that before the first date. I remember you saying that. Mm-hmm. Is that what was, was that my yeah. position before? Mm-hmm. Also, it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, that is an important part of a relationship, right there. Um, and I would want to know that that is off the table even before we go out. Um, because, because that's a deal breaker. Because for quite you. honestly, yeah, yeah, I would respect her religion and respect the reasons mm-hmm. why she's doing it. It just doesn't mesh with what I would like in my relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would like to know that before. But it would be an all. Would it be an awkward thing to tell somebody right before? For I mean, before you even go out. Yes, it would be. Would it? I think so. Yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate you wanting to know mm-hmm. because that's a deal breaker for you. But that that would be an uncomfortable question to answer or even ask wouldn't somebody. You, wouldn't you volunteer it, though? No. 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 I guess because it's a deal breaker for you, it, that makes sense. Like, for me personally, it wouldn't be a deal breaker. No. So if you kind of just said it, like, as soon as I met you, by the way, I would I would be like, okay, you didn't, that, that's a little weird. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> right. Deal breaker yeah. for me. Deal breaker for you, yeah, too. Yeah, if I was dating a guy, no, we have to we have to see if we're sexually compatible. Right. Yeah. yeah it wouldn't be a deal breaker for me. How long would you be willing to wait in that area? If I really liked her, yeah. like, and thought she could be the one, as long as it took. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't bother me at all. You're a better man than me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It's <laughs> sure. a quick-ass way to get to the altar, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.